the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God wants to take you from where you are to where you want to go. Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. I will go before you and I will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut down through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. God has not forgotten you, your circumstances, that child who rebels, the loved one who's walking the streets, the marriage and the money problems. I tell you, there's a savior who knows you by name. Isaiah 49 and 15. Would a mother forget the child that she has nursed? Surely she would not. Neither have I forgotten you. See, I've written your name on the palm of my hand. He doesn't leave in sickness and disease, rebellious ways, alcohol, drug addiction, food addiction. Oh, anything that would overtake us. He calls us by name and he's calling you today saying, I will rescue you. I live to give help to you. I live for you. Did you know that he lives for you? He lives to pray for you. And with you, true communion with Christ is based upon relationship. And the title of today's message is a personal experience with Christ. Maybe you guessed it already that I'm going to talk about that one-on-one relationship. And, and maybe you say, well, I already have that relationship with Christ, but we want to go to a depth, a deeper relationship of communion with him. First of all, what's your name? Maybe you can just fill in the blank as I'm speaking, you know, with your own name. So I want to explain something to you about a personal experience with Christ that will truly change your relationship, enhance your prayer life, and take you to another dimension. If you committed a crime accidentally, or even if it was on purpose, but let's just say, heaven forbid it should happen, but a crime was committed and you were sentenced to jail and to death and and, and maybe you'll fill in the sentence with your name. And if I said, no, no, and called you by name and said, I'll go to jail for you. I'll go for you. I'll take the sentence in your place. And 
Surely you'd say, no, no, Valerie, don't, no, no, I, I, I would never, never ask a friend to do something like this. But if I insisted saying, you, you would never be able, you'll never be able to endure this punishment, you'll be crushed under the weight of the cruelty, the hideous treatment that you'll receive. What is going to happen to you? you? You don't understand. I'll take the punishment. I'll take the cruelty and the evil, the evil words that'll be spoken to you and about you. No. It'll be my name and not yours because you would be slandered as a criminal. I'll be the one that'll be slandered for you, not you. You live and I'll go to jail for you. You live a regular life. If then, if I suffered and by some means I died in there in prison for you and I was tortured and you were told about this, well then, how would you feel about me after that? After you heard that I died in the very hands of your accusers. By some means, I managed to come back and to come and see you by some way. And I, I knocked on your door and, and you came to the door and you opened it. And it's clear, you, you see, I look different, but you, you know that it's me. I, I look new again. I look as though it never happened. And surely you'd say, wait a minute, you're my friend, Valerie. You're the one that died for me. Surely you would not send me away. You wouldn't say, oh, it's you. By the way, thanks for going to prison for me. I, I appreciate that. That was pretty nice what you did. And, and by the way, thanks for the death, too. Dying for me, that was really nice. I got to go now. But no, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't be able to stop thanking me. I know you wouldn't. No, no. You would not just send me away. You wouldn't say that to me after my time in prison, after taking your crime and taking the punishment for what you had done, surely you'd spend some time with me. You'd grab me. You would hug me, trembling with tears and gratitude. I know that you would because you would be grateful because I paid a debt that you couldn't pay. And now you feel indebted to me. Remember, I, Valerie, took your prison sentence and I took the punishment for what you did. I think you would say, come in, Valerie, sit down. Don't just stand there at the door. I have a place for you, a place for you to live. I want you to stay with me and, and I'll share whatever I have. I sh I'll share with you. You're my closest intimate friend and all that I have is all that you have. You're my personal friend who sticks closer than a brother. Only the Messiah's presence, once the Messiah's presence becomes personal and you meditate upon that, the weight of your debt that you have, and uh, the weight of the bonds that you would have been in, there are no words to describe. Once the experience of what the Messiah did becomes personal and you begin to contemplate on that. And maybe you say, well, during salvation, I, I had that experience. But I'm trying to tell you that it's time for a more intimate relationship with Christ and to go to a new place and to go to the Messiah in prayer and, and to fall down before him and say, but you took my place and you were slandered for me and. And your name, what did your family think? Uh, your fame that it had been risen up to such a high level. And, and then all of a sudden you were slandered and murdered as a criminal and hung on the cross. Uh, if you go to the Lord and align yourself with his presence and fall down before him in prayer. And if that time becomes so intimate with you that you recall the debt that was paid for you and as you step into his presence you'll be filled with awe your heart will be filled with passion 
for the Messiah. In order to even pray in his name, it takes an intimate relationship. Or when you pray the prayer and we say in Jesus name, it has no value because the relationship really isn't there to sign any prayer in his name. There must be a completely intimate relationship, a relationship that's filled with an absolute passion for the Messiah, a relationship that brings you to a deeper life with him, a relationship that brings a bond that's so unique, that's so powerful. You cannot help but worship him every day. You will live to worship him. You will live to pray, to intercede with him. You will live to make intercession with him. But until we have that intimate experience with Christ, that personal experience with him. That's what we're talking about today. That personal experience. There has to be a point that there is a transfer of power. And the only way that happens to us is that we have that relationship. We have that experience. And it, it can't be a one-time experience, even of communion. The Lord said, do this in remembrance of me. Why would he say, do this in remembrance of me, that he had a concern? He must have had a concern. He must have known. You'll forget. You'll forget my agony. You will forget my passion. You'll forget my pain. You'll forget the cruelty that I suffered for you. And so I ask you, do this in remembrance of me. It takes an intimate relationship With the Messiah, it takes an intimate, profound, deep love and indebtedness. When someone pays a debt that there's no way in this world that you could have possibly paid off the debt. Oh, the weight, the weight of the love, the weight of the debt that you now have for them. Uh It's unspeakable. It goes beyond words. The Lord wants us to align ourselves with him to come into such an intimate relationship. And these final days before the coming of Christ, as we align ourselves with the Holy Spirit, God will take you into a new place. He'll take you into an experience that is so deep. He'll take you into prayers where you weep before the throne of grace, where you weep at the altar of God, where you weep in the sanctuary of God, where you just participate with heaven, where you're at the altar and you take the hand of Christ as he takes your hand and you pray and you intercede from a new level of devotion. So I'm asking you today, to have that personal experience where you go to the Messiah and you go back to your original place where you understand and you appreciate salvation and you you actually go through the details with him of what he suffered. Again, there was no man that was has been hated as he was hated. There has never been a man who had that much envy and hate, that murderous spirit, an innocent man. There's never been one as hated maliciously as Christ himself. The hatred that Satan had that took him to his death, that he imparted to the Jews into their heart, the people of that day. Hatred for the Messiah is beyond words. But yet, there's never been a man who is so greatly loved as the Messiah is truly loved today. Oh, 
not in all the world, is there a man as adored as he is adored and loved. He wants us to pour out that love upon him in an intimate relationship that takes you to a level of worship that is so profound. The worship is so deep that the Holy Spirit rises up within you and he begins to do the praying. When the Holy Spirit prays through you, the prayers are the will of God. The prayers are aligned with the will of God. You are then interceding with Christ. You are interceding with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And the prayers that you pray, oh, it'll break bonds of alcohol, of drug addiction, of all the difficulties, the circumstances that you are facing. It'll level the mountains. (laughs) It'll break through the brass and iron bars and show you the treasures in the hidden places. He's called you by name. But what has he called us for? He's called us into an intimate relationship where we can hear his voice, where we live by revelation and we live by the power of almighty God. Oh, God is calling the church to a new place today. He wants you to rise up and walk in a communion relationship, a relationship where you're able to weep before him, a relationship where you touch nations of the world that you have never even considered to pray for because the Holy Spirit will call you. He will put a burden on you to pray for the nations of the world, for the nations are Christ's inheritance. The Bible says that he intercedes for the nations. That is his inheritance. He lives to make intercession. And so the Messiah is looking for those who will make intercession with him. I'm talking about a personal experience with the Messiah that will take you to a new dimension in prayer. I'm talking about praying a different prayer than maybe you have ever prayed before. A prayer that brings you to communion. A prayer where the Holy Spirit, His presence rises up, engulfs you, and He overtakes the prayer. He begins to do the praying, maybe in unknown tongues, maybe with moaning and utterances, but He begins to take over and praise through you. I'm talking about an experience with Christ and living an interior life with him as never before, a life that manifests his power as you pray. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. I'm Valerie with Prayers Heard in Heaven, and we're going to go forth, and Joan is here with me today in the studio, and Catherine is calling in, and Catherine's been with Prayers Heard in Heaven for some time. How long have you been with us, Catherine? Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I've been with Prayers Heard in Heaven for about nine years now. Oh, praise him. That's a long time, Catherine. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. So, Catherine, can you tell us what has your experience been with Prayers Heard in Heaven? Oh, my God, first heard in heaven is a true, true blessing. I've seen so many miracles and answer prayers since I've been uh, with prayers heard in heaven. Uh, I was invited to prayers heard in heaven by a co-worker, 
And I started calling in and listening. That's when we were only doing uh, calls on Saturdays. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I would call in and listen. And because I experienced such anxiety, that's all I did was listen. Mm -hmm. Listen. But through me listening and hearing the prayers that were going forth and hearing the different situations that were being prayed for on prayers heard in heroin lines, it really, really strengthened me. And through uh, Mother Valerie's lessons, and it's kind of like going through a counseling session. Oh, praise God. It really helped me to dive in and to start to, to speak up. Wow. And I just thank God for that. And also through her teaching on prayer, fasting, and repentance, that really helped me come out of my anxiety state. God is still working on me, but he has done a tremendous job, and I just thank him for it, and I thank Mother Valerie for her teaching on prayer. Praise him, praise him. You were quiet. Uh, I remember in the beginning you were very, very quiet, but you were always there to serve. I remember having gatherings where you would come in beforehand. You would be one of the team that came in ahead of time and prayed over the place, at inviting in the Holy Spirit whenever there was a need, um, if it, whether it was a table. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I remember <laughs> that also. And that was my first step of being uh, coming out of my anxiety because there were so many times. I remember before when I used to be at church, and I used to lead songs and everything like that, and the Holy Spirit was there. But I've also learned through being on the line also. I just heard Mother Valerie speaking about uh, committing a crime. Well, a lot of people might not know, but sin is a crime. Mm. And being on the line, uh, I realized through my sin, I was committing a crime. And that was part of the anxiety and fear that had come Mm. upon me. Oh, Catherine, that's amazing. So I, I, I thank God that her teaching has taught us that when you sin, and through her word today, that you are committing a crime, which I, I just realized that today, oh, as listening you. to her on the line, that my sinning was me committing a crime. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I was allowing him through my sin to destroy what God had in me, what he birthed me to do. And I just thank God that I got that revelation and as I say, he's still working on me, and I press forward to do God's will each and every day. Because I remember speaking with uh, Mother Valerie about this exact thing, and she told me, you're going to have to push forward, because the, the enemy doesn't want us praying. The enemy doesn't want us seeking God. So every time you get to that point where you are asked to speak, or when you get to a point where you want to pray, you have to press forward until devil get thee behind me and pray for strength. So I thank you so much for that. That's heavy duty. That's really heavy duty when you say it's a crime, when you think Mm -hmm. of it in those terms. Doubt, doubt is an easy one that creeps in. We doubt ourselves. We doubt in a way that we, we know God can do anything, but will he? And we can let doubt really get in the way of things. Yes. 
Wow, yes, that's, that's amazing, Catherine. And I love what you're speaking about anxiety because you're touching some hearts. You know, that's something that a lot of people really deal with. Can you tell a little bit of like how you overcame or a little bit about the anxiety? Anything that you know that helped you? Because that is not a small matter in the world right now. And it hasn't been in the past and it definitely isn't right now. Can you tell us like a little bit or how you overcame or what you can share about that? Uh, yes, ma'am. Through my anxiety, I have gone through the Bible, and I have looked up different scriptures on fear and anxiety, because fear is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, for instance, Isaiah 41 and 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Mm. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Mm. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Well, I needed all of that. Me going to scripture and me pressing forward mm-hmm. and praying and fasting wow. and coming to the line each and every day mm-hmm. to get the word, it really, really helped me and is helping me. I still experience a little bit of that every now and then, mm-hmm. but I still press forward and I said, You will not have the glory, devil, but God will. Praise Him. Praise him. Catherine, that is so amazing. I mean, oh, talk about being released and having a new life. So as anxiety was disappearing from your life, what is it that you were able to do? Now, you said coming on the line, so we know you're talking about coming on the conference line. But are there is there any other things in your life that you found that you were set free and able to do once that anxiety, you know, you were being delivered from anxiety? Um. Yes, ma'am. As I was saying, because I did commit a crime, because I was in sin, I was able to, through prayer and fasting, being able to call those individuals who I hurt and ask for forgiveness. And by the grace of God, I was forgiven. So without that, I would not have had the energy or anything to the strength to call someone and say, hey, I know I did this to you. Can you forgive me? Mm. I, I, or I did this, I did that. Can you forgive me? Oh, I would never have had the strength to do that. So I know that God was with me. Even coming on the line, coming up and praying, that's something that I would have never done. So I thank God that he has opened up that door for me. And he's closed those doors that needed to be closed. So I thank him for it. And it was all through repentance. Repentance is a great, great deal when you're trying to come out of sin. Repentance is a great, great thing when you're trying to get close to God because mm-hmm. you release all those things that are holding you bondage mm-hmm. and you give them to God. You're laying it at his feet. And as you do that, he strengthens you each and every day. Each time you come to him, he's strengthening you more and more and more. So we have to stay in prayer because when we don't, any little door that we leave open, the enemy tries to creep in. So we just need to continue to pray and ask God for strength. It's been amazing to to watch your growth, Catherine, to see you come from being very, very quiet to coming in and, and praying with us quietly, not in the forefront, but very quietly spending time on your knees, and then to see you take over a role as a host on the line and even being left alone where where you didn't have anyone to look to while you were hosting. It's been amazing. I, I just yes. love it. 
Yes, oh. ma'am. And I thank God for that. And that's also through the teaching on the line because you guys encourage us. You give us the tools that we need to uh, for whatever situation we're in. It's in the Bible. She's taught us that the Bible is a book that's written about us. So why not refer to that Bible to help us through all our situations? Praise God for that. Catherine, this is so amazing. You have to come back and talk to us some more. We really appreciate you being here today. I mean, anxiety, so many people deal with anxiety, you know, severe cases of anxiety. So I know you're touching some hearts today. We're going to have to get some more information from you firsthand. Praise God. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. And this is Joan. And Catherine, our special guest today. And we're teaching God's people to pray. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.